Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you season two of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Podcasts. All right, uh, Rams Lions. This is probably game of the weekend. This Dude, one was so phenomenal, good. phenomenal football game. Super stressful, um, but the Lions. I mean, it, really, this comes down to the Lions converted in the red zone. The Rams didn't. That's the right. football game. No, hundred percent. And defensively, they stood up when they had to. Um, but you see that red zone execution. Like a lot of that is real. And this is red. Like, I think, I think offensive coordinating matters in the red zone more than anywhere else on the field, because you have to create in a way that you can just kind of rely on the space and guys to win, um, in other areas of the field. And Ben Johnson put on a clinic, uh, down there in the red zone in 24, 23, they ultimately get it done. I, I totally agree. I think, you know, that's, that's the main point of the game, but I think you just see, you know, Ben Johnson, obviously a guy on the, on the candidate list here, um, at least been reported on the Kendall list here. And I think the thing I took away from that game from his perspective is, man, that roster, that offense is good. Man, <laughs> That offense has a lot of pieces. Offensive line, they're excellent. Running back, excellent. Receivers, they've, again, some guys have come along, and I think that is the scheme elevation. But Sam Laporta, excellent, right? Amon Ross St. Brown, just excellent. You know, and I think like that, you know, when you're building a team like like Detroit, and obviously Dan Campbell and the GM there worked really hard on that. Yeah, like Brad Holmes, you got, shout out to him. You got, I don't care how good of a coach you are, you got to get the talent in place. And I and I think to your point, like uh, Johnson deserves a ton of credit. Dan Quinn deserves a ton of credit. Dan Dan Campbell, excuse me, deserves a ton of credit. Like they're in the low red. It's fourth and one. They throw a pass to Sam Laporta for a touchdown in a man. That situation. play is so cool. Like yeah. they get, they find a way with motion sh- or with like a little shift in personnel yep. to get a guy Man. who has no business being in coverage on Sam Laporta. Yeah. And like it's easy. Yeah. It's, and it's, it's stealing. And I think like, it's part of, again, like your identity and playing against expectations. Like I think everybody expects them to run the football down there and right. they're like, nope, we're going to shift to this. We're going to get in a, a bunch with our tight ends who, again, great job in talent acquisition, finding guys that can win in one-on-one situations at a high level. And, that you, you find good matchups that way. And again, that's talent, that's coaching, that's getting that dude who is an excellent football player in Sam Laporta. So, and I even think about Gibbs, like we can't 
like leave this game, not talk about Gibbs. Like there's yeah. a couple of checkdowns in this game where it's a five yard, nothing play. He turns it into an 18 yard, 15 yard explosive first down, keeping the offense on schedule. And so like, while that, act, that while that decision was much maligned, like he's a good football player that yeah. elevates that offense. And, but they knew what they wanted. And I think yeah, that's, that's and like, they knew what point. they needed. And I think that's the overall takeaway when we talk about Peters and the next head coach and like what Pioli said to me last week in terms of, do you have that fit and that understanding between front office and talent acquisition and coach is like, do you know what you need? They yeah. needed that player. They needed Jameer Gibbs. Um, yeah. And they went out and got him. Um, they knew they needed Sam Laporta. They went out and got him. Um, they, they're not just like, ah, who's the best player available on Mel Kuyper's board um, or on our own board. It's like, we're building a board to make sure that we get the dudes that we want. Yeah. Um, and we've got these things in place and we need this other thing. But it's for them, the, the thing that I think is common with a lot of these teams is like, they, they got, they started on the O-line. Um, yeah. They have at least, I feel like a lot of these teams also have like at least one elite offensive lineman and that it's helps true. the rest of your guys a lot. Like, yeah. but there's Laramie Tunzel in, in Houston. Great. Uh, uh, Panay Sewell in Detroit. Like, if you can have one, it makes the other four's job a lot easier. I mean, that yes. was for years here. Like, I really don't know how great, like obviously Sheriff was great. Morgan, when he was healthy, was really good. Yeah. But like having Trent as the anchor on that left side, it made everyone else's job so much easier. Yeah. And I think that is that is something that we should we're gonna do like a how they built it podcast kind of yeah. if you will um, NPR don't come after us for the trademark <laughs> on the, the how they built it but like how they built it contender edition uh, next week when we're down to four teams and I I wonder how many of those teams wind up with with that like they have one all pro level offensive lineman who makes everyone else's job way easier. Yeah, no, I think that's a great that's a great idea because I think like when you look at Houston's O line, it's not like oh my gosh they've got five murderers. They've got Laramie Tunsil, who's maybe the best pass protecting left left tackle in football. I'm not the best tackle, but he's very good yeah. at that one thing. He takes Miles Garrett out of the game with an excellent performance and deserves so much credit. But it uh, it helps those other guys kind of settle in, find good matchups. You get a bunch of double teams over there, which is awesome. So um, yeah, man, and I think you know. Sean McVay, ton of credit. And you talk about talent acquisition and identifying guys. Like, I'm sure everyone's seen that thing about Puka Nakua, yeah, right? Yeah, that was incredible, where, the video. Where it's like his, his vision for that player was so strong. And now he didn't, he probably didn't think he's going to, you know, break all these rookie records. But, right. like, and, you know, again, like I was listening to something the other day where it's like the reason you get excited if you're the commanders about Adam Peters is he's worked with Kyle who has a very clear vision of what he wants and what he needs for an offense. And you see that also with Sean, right? And all of the people that come off of his street, he's got a very clear vision of the type of skill set that he wants and is valuable in that system. And then now you, as the talent evaluator, can go out and say, I think this guy does it the best. Player X, who's going to be a fourth round pick, does it the best. Let's target that guy in that round and make sure we make that happen for our head coach. So I think that's where, where you're again, like, they're, like with like with uh, Kyle, you know Puka Nakua or not Puka Nakua, Debo Samuel, Brandon mm -hmm. Ayuk, guys. George Kittle's a fourth round pick. Like guys that again fit what you need offensively, and it makes a better product. And I think like again, Sean, his relationship with the GM there, you see that's a young team. It's a very young roster, but they have an elite. Like Matt Stafford is amazing. Like watching him is awesome. Very yeah. good at football, and then all the young pieces that they've identified and inserted and, and, and got growth from. And I think that's sure. like, again, like what makes that so, so impressive. And it's, it, I, it feels like a very common theme, a lot of offensive playmakers, right? A lot of different ways for, for those winning sides, 
guys have developed and a very clear vision of what we need. Like think about like Sam Laporta, tough, hardworking, loves football. Like could that be more of a Detroit player? And then that's all the guys on that offense, right? They've For very, sure. very clear vision there too. So no doubt. Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, uh, Steelers and Bills. I, I don't think there's a ton to talk about here. Like Steelers, they're especially without TJ Watt. Like they didn't have yeah, a chance. Right. Um. You know, elite players matter a lot, and TJ Watt went their record with and without him is pretty remarkable. Yeah. Um. We'll obviously see what happens with Tomlin. Uh. Because if he if Tomlin becomes available, you bet your bottom dollar that the Commanders are going to want to talk to him. Yeah. Um. So we'll we'll see on that. Uh. And then Eagles and Buccaneers. Um. Man, I know you want to talk about the Eagles and and what fell apart there um shout out to the bucks uh playing well and and canellis and that offense yeah. doing great things um but for philadelphia just a sad end um jason kelsey retiring like this this is the end of an era in philadelphia in some ways you know we'll see how, how they can replace him and they still will have the rest of that o-line um but i mean no aj brown Jalen just did not look good in the latter mm -hmm. half of the season like i'd be nervous if i was in philly with him um, which I hate because he seems like an A plus dude, but um, it's it's not pretty. Um, and that defense was something even worse than that. That defense was horrendous the last yeah. seven weeks of the season. And uh, if Sirianni keeps his job, he's going to have new coordinators probably for the second straight year. Put it that way. Um, yeah. But I, what did, what do you take out of Philly's collapse? Yeah, I mean, I think the thing, and we've talked about this off air quite a bit, and so. I think the thing that people forget about Philly is they lost both their coordinators and coaching is important in maximizing talent. Like it just is. And I think I look at what they, how they changed from last year to this year, specifically offensively. And to me that, that regression, I don't want to say was inevitable, but it felt like it was always just around the corner next game. Like it never was super clean early in the season and Jalen Hurts was playing out of his mind and so the second there's a little bit of a hiccup from him right the second teams kind of figure out the patterns a little bit better like there was just nowhere to go with the football and so much of what they did last year was built on kind of this principle that you see with san fran we're going to run the ball we're going to get simple coverage structures we're going to really lean on our on the best group position group on the field which is the offensive line and that's what we're going to do and i think there was a departure from that you know with the new oc um and Gannon, you know, I think his departure is significant. Like that defense was never super dynamic, right? They were very kind of solid and straightforward, but obviously he was coaching it at a very high level to maximize those guys. So, you know, it's, it's looking at it from a commander's perspective. It just shows you like you can have all the talent in the world, but if you don't have the coaches that are putting those guys in the right, right situations to be successful and continuing to foster that growth from those players, you're going to see a pretty heavy duty regression. And there are very few players that are scheme proof, you know, that are, that are coaching proof. And uh, what I mean by that is like, you know, Trent Williams can play in outside zones, gap scheme, whatever. Right. He's, yeah. that's what makes him him. Right. But you know, Tyler Columbus, who shout out to 2012 was excellent. <laughs> was excellent in that kind of zone read heavy play action pass system, but couldn't do it in other systems because like he, he was insulated in this very specific way in that system. So 
I look at that and I kind of say like, that's what you see, you're seeing here is guys leaving what was working, not developing the talent in a safe environment, much like the, uh, Baltimore did with Lamar Jackson. Like they stayed with uh, Roman for a little bit longer than I think a lot of people wanted, I think to make sure that he was ready to go, Lamar Jackson. And then now Lamar is Lamar. And I think they thought, Hertz was maybe a little bit accelerated. They changed their offensive identity. And to me, this Bad is idea. this is the result. Yeah, this is the result. Yeah. Um, I just stick with what works. Don't overthink it. That's that's where football coaches get themselves in trouble all the time. And, and certainly this is uh, an example of that. And we'll see just how much trouble. Um, you could wind up, depending on what happens in Pittsburgh, Dallas, Philly, you could wind up with as many job openings basically from uh, <laughs> playoff teams as yeah. you did. Uh, in the immediate aftermath of the season. Um, I, I guess some of them stacked up eventually, and obviously there's there's ultimately eight with some of the ones that opened during the season as well. But um, you could have a ton of, of openings, so we'll see uh, with how that goes. And obviously that's a big deal for Washington because that's going to affect the market of where these top guys want to go. Um, but right now, Washington, I think, is the best job available. And we'll see if that is true by, you know, this afternoon uh, when when some of the owners and some of these places or whatever Tomlin wants to do, um, you know, figure out that that future. All right. Again, Adam Peters press conference, two o'clock today on 106.7 The Fan and the Team 980. Reaction from me on the radio at four. We'll probably talk a little bit about it on the second pod this week as well. Um, this week is still a little crazy with the schedule because of the holiday, but our plan moving forward for the off season record on Mondays and Wednesdays, release Tuesday, Thursday mornings. Um, sometimes, you know, if there's stuff that's happening, you might do a bonus pod. So make sure that you're subscribed to not miss anything that we do here at take command. Uh, that'll do for our show today for Logan Paulson. I am Craig Hoffman and we'll see you next time on take command.